Hello, everybody, and welcome back to a new episode of the Path to Partner podcast. My name is Kyle, and I'm joined here by my co-host, as always, Nate. How you doing this week, man? I'm fantastic. Put in uh, hopefully my last partnership application. It's been a little bit of a process, but we're like three months now, four months without having a uh, stream under 98 average. So I'm I'm having pretty good feeling about it. So that's fingers crossed. Very good. Congratulations on that one for series. That is a that is a heck of a, a goal to hit. And you've been working very hard. But maybe we all get some excitement next week because next week is Graymore launch for those Elder Scrolls Online players out there. Um, I know Nate and I will be going hard. Uh, front page day on the 26th. That's going to be absolutely wild. Um, Bethesda's going to be hosting people. So if you guys are by the Bethesda stream, um, I know my stream's up there. I think it's 1 p.m. Pacific time on the Twitch homepage on Tuesday, the 26th. So that'll be one interesting hour for any audience listeners out there that want to see what it's like to get homepage day when you're not usually pulling those sort of numbers. Come on over because you're going to get to see that experience unfold in front of you. My mods are hey. prepared. It's like, I think like Ninja got like 15,000 last year. Yeah. It depends on what time and like where they want to put you in their carousel. Correct. If they, if they put you in the smack dab in the center of it, it could, it's legit like could be like 15,000 yes. people in your chat. It's, uh, it's crazy. That's, I think I, I must have been like front and center last year because I had 11,500, I think, last year, which was crazy. But to just today, like you just said, if you get in the side slots of the carousel, I saw one guy that only had like 230. I mean, that's a great average viewership. Don't get me wrong. 230 is nothing to, you know, bat an eye at but considering his homepage and everything those those numbers come and go and they change so um it is what it is and we'll see what happens it'll be very interesting but uh very cool time to check out nate and i's stream next week because we'll, we'll just be doing lots of crazy stuff so join us for the fun and now my my warning to you all so today's episode is going to be talking about the twitch advisory council something you may or may not have heard a lot about um you may be wondering what's going on with it so i am going to try to give you the most cursory overview um while we do our typical debating with it and just kind of talking and mulling over ideas uh so for those that don't know twitch came out this past week here saying um that they're creating this twitch safety advisory council it's featuring some streamers like co carnage is on there um they've got some doctors on there that are consulting with the board basically to help uh we all know let's not beat around the bush twitch has a really bad reputation when it comes to banning um Equally, you know, they, they tend to, the money makers get unbanned right away. Um, smaller streamers get banned permanently with no real recourse to get unbanned a lot of the times, as we've seen. Um, they, even people in the ESO directory have had that. Angry Wolf last summer got smacked for no apparent reason, and it took weeks to get unbanned. Uh, it's, it's a very, you know, unlevel playing field based on how popular you are. And it's been a really bad look for the company for a long time. So Twitch has been working on transparency. Uh, I think we may have mentioned last time that I got a partner manager at Twitch, thankfully, recently, um, which goes to show they are actually hiring more staff. Very desperate thing they've needed to do. We've talked about this before. Lots of, you know, empty positions and stuff and people left partner manager less. But today is a very unfortunate tale about one of their members that goes by the name of Ferociously Steph. And uh, 
It's not, we're not here to like rag on this person. Uh, she identifies as transgender. And there's also something in her stream, she talks about identifying as a deer. And I, I'm not here to pass judgment on any of that. I, I mean, for those that don't already know, as a guy that identifies as a gay male, I, I'll, I'll speak a little bit more on that if it makes you comfortable, Nate, the whole, you know, the transgender aspect of it. I'll, I'll take I'll take a little bit of that when we go into this and, and try and represent that angle a bit. But this isn't, necessarily think about her how she identifies but rather her direct actions in accordance to be placed placed on this council it's pretty scary when it comes to the power struggle how about that for a, a setup nate i do okay yeah yeah that's good i mean the big thing is like there's some there's some topics i clearly don't know anything about especially being a straight white male so there's some things i, I like i'm comfortable speaking about like um any of the other topics that are going to be here because i do believe in like equality and I, bl I believe that everyone should have a fair shake at everything but there is some things i'm going to be taking back seat so if you guys don't hear too much from me on this topic <laughs> it's just because it's a smarter idea you can slow too. me down too man you're holding me back i'm ready to throw throw phys uh, not physical punches metaphorical punches this is this enrages me really so i actually first got wind of this story uh another streamer in bad taste was kind of doing a reveal all on ferociously Steph's partner. So to keep that straight, Kyle opens Twitter. I see a streamer doing like this lady by the name of Liz, Liz and Lavita. That's the part that's that's ferociously Steph has a partner called Liz and Lavita on, on Twitter, at least. That's the name. Um, Liz and Lavita was getting exposed because she got into drama and claimed it like a TwitchCon competition or something of that sort that she was she came in second in this competition when in truth she actually came in eighth. So I was looking at this like totally petty drama at first, but it came directly after or exactly in time with ferociously Steph our main character for tonight um, being announced as being on this Twitch advisory council. So what gets hairy scary in this whole thing is that Liz and LaVita, Steph's partner, has some really nasty messages out there about her disliking of dyslexic people, um, which ties directly into what Steph is getting blasted for, which is that Steph thinks that voice chats disservice people Dis disservice anyone that's not a, a cis white man is pretty much what she's come out to say. I mean, there's there's clips galore. You guys don't need to trust what I say. I mean, I would like you to, but you don't need to even. You can just go and you can hear it straight from her mouth and, and see the, the, the images that have been taken. It's a very drama-laden episode already, as you can see. So, uh, did that make sense so far, Nate? Let me, let me just start the beginning, because that's a thick... <laughs> With yeah, it, it was like it was. I mean, it was pretty much a snowball of stuff that I mean, it just I mean, when it rains, it pours and it definitely poured on this household. That is for sure. Yeah. So, OK, so so we got Liz, who is, is anti dyslexic in her, her writings, who is partner to Steph again, who is now on the council. But also Liz is a, is a Twitch ambassador. So, again, this all gets very confusing if you're looking at it in a cursory view like like we're we taking with it so apologies i'll try and keep everything straight but kind of the problem the obvious problem that we can see the obvious problem i think is we've got someone on a twitch advisory council for safety that's making other people's lives unsafe 
right? Like, I, I don't care. I, I mean this in a nice way. I don't, I don't care who out there has dyslexia. What, why, why would I use that to discriminate against somebody is beyond me. Your reading comprehension doesn't mean anything, especially to us. We're podcasters. We're streamers. We don't need you to read. We're here to talk to you in your ear holes. So, I mean, just having someone that has those views or be in the same household as someone that has those views, especially like we are right now, quarantined together in the same room, clearly they jump in on each other's drama. So pardon if I don't separate out Liz from Steph's situation, because in my opinion, speaking as Kyle here, you endorse your partner. I mean, yeah, that's that's the idea of a partnership, right? A partnership. You work with someone. If if they have bad views, you typically share them. And if you don't, maybe that's not the right partnership. Um, but in this case, I, I have to look at these two as uh, two eggs in the same basket, that this is just a whole snowball of bad thus far. This is not an avalanche I want to be caught up in. Should we talk about the voice chat antiness first, Nate? Where do you where do you think we should hit from from the cursory? I do not know even where to start because this this is crazy. I mean, uh, like, I mean, I guess I'll dr- I'll address one thing. Yeah, it's like please. I have dyslexia. Mm-hmm. I'm dyslexic. Like I've been dyslexic since second grade. I got held back because of it. I was in all LD classes because it took me like six hours of complete uh, two hour homework assignment and stuff like that. So I've been in it the whole time. So it, it is kind. Of, it did hit me kind of hard because I remember this, this was the first thing I heard. Like I, I usually pay attention to Twitch drama, just very, very little. But I try to stay out of it because I'm trying to be like very positive and be in my own world, happy place where people can come and forget about the rest of the things. But um, when this was brought up, I was like, oh, man, this is unbelievably terrible, man. I was like, why would you like why do you have a problem with someone that's dyslexic and can't read? And what I thought was crazy about it was I, I think her problem with it is that People use dyslexia as a crutch is what I think that she was trying to like put out there. And um, I don't ever use it. It's just I am dyslexic, but it's something we really can't help. And sometimes when when you like poke fun at someone for having dyslexia, they're like, oh, you're dyslexic, which is something that's thrown out there all the time. Sometimes it's like we do get fed up, especially if you are dyslexic and you're like, yeah, I am dyslexic. Like I am like, okay, like you don't need to like poke fun or try to make me feel stupid when I've been told I've been stupid and told. I've been stupid my whole entire life because I can't, it takes me a little bit longer to process reading or I flip words in my head. So uh, that was the first thing I saw. And like, that was, that was the first thing. I mean, that's, I mean, that, that pretty much covers all the base of that. So <laughs> I thought that was very, uh, at first I was like, right. Oh my God, that's crazy. And th- today, just today, I found out that this, um, Lizen Laviva mm-hmm. is, um, the Twitch ambassador because there's a, she's the Twitch ambassador. And um, ferociously, Steph is the Twitch Safety Advisory Council. Mm-hmm. So one's an ambassador, one's a council member. Mm-hmm. So they're not the same, but they are different. So I just realized today that that's what it is, which is scary to me because in one of my partnership applications, you can put like, oh, yeah, overcome dyslexia. It's like if someone like that is reading my partnership out, is that like affect me in a way? And Twitch is like endorsing someone like this, like. That's where I get a little get a little skeptical about some of these things. That's where I got. Um, I think the best way to start is what really fired all this off, which was the anti voice chat. Yeah, we're in agreement here. Yeah. So so back to Steph, the council member. She has some very rubbernecking style uh, clips out there. You know, you want to watch them. I, I want to watch them again and again because I, I can't believe it. And in one of hers, she sets up these very strange um, co- arguments where 
anyone that's not a straight white male has a disadvantage in voice chat. Uh, and that that means that voice chat should be taken away because there you there's a competitive edge to being a straight white man in a voice chat. So, or I should be specific, a cis white man in a voice chat. So as a guy that identifies as a white man that's gay, I, I will say there's definitely a lot of homophobia and racism in voice chats. And it's not okay. Like, I'm not here to, to validate those. I'm stating a fact, but this is exactly why I don't jump into public voice chats. Now... It's a, it's a, in my opinion, though that is true, yes, there is a lot of aggressive and very bigoted tendencies in those, pretty much regardless of who you are. If they can find it out, you know, they, they'll go after you. It's not okay. I'm not a condoning that. But it's a wild leap to jump to all voice chat in certain games, at least, should just be deleted. And I, I, I found a lot of common ground with Steph because I often dive into deep conversations on my stream where I like to hold companies responsible. Now, sometimes I wonder, am I just being a bully at times or am I coming at it with a, a realistic edge? Me personally, I'm a little bit fed up with some companies and just like the lack of handling of things you know we, we pay for games and services and twitch is owned by amazon you know jeff bezos is how rich again and you know they're understaffed and they can't manage their moderation i get very frustrated to put it nicely and low-tempered i get very frustrated at these companies when they have such glaring holes and I could understand making an argument similar to that because just for the the hell of it, I've done similar on my stream where I would say, and I mean, I've joked, Elder Scrolls Online, I've joked, not even so much a joke. I'm not a PvP man, but I've said, well, why don't we just get rid of the whole swath of the game? That'll serve server resources. Like, you know, why don't we just kill it off? And I say it both to rile up chat and to, you know, vent a little bit of frustration. But it is... I, what do I want to say? The way she went about this was not just venting frustration about a company who should be hiring focus groups and should be, you know, putting money where resources need to be, but instead went after the wrong people, in, in my mind. She went after cis white men. Um, I, I don't believe that all trolls are cis white men. It's just statistically unlikely. I think everyone has the douchebag gene. I think it's what it's just makes us human. You know, where we tell me you've never been cruel to anyone in your entire life. And, you know, you, I don't know, you deserve a, a gold medal or something like, come on, we snap, we're humans. And some people are most definitely bullies. But is the solution to go on a tirade that we need to get rid of voice chat so we don't have cis white men around anymore yeah it was i mean that was very i mean there was like a lot of comments from other broadcasters yes. around the platform like asman gold even said he's like if i were to say like um x race is the reason why trollings happen or it's this he's like he would be banned off that platform in a heartbeat if it was like i believe all you know whatever type of race or whatever sexuality this is what is causing these problems it'd be an instant ban for him and he's like it's crazy how like this person can be backed by twitch and get away with all of all of this all of this stuff like and i was i agree with him like i do agree with him in that thing and i i feel bad for like another council member um co-carnage because co-carnage mm -hmm. has been asked a lot about all these things that are happening 
and they wanted to make it as a transparency thing. And there's a lot of people that are there, but with the thing is, is it, when you do say those things, you gotta, you gotta look at that. And the, I don't think Twitch knew that that's what was going to happen. I think no. Twitch like interviewed this person and was like, this person has it and as soon. And it's just like with anything, as soon as people feel they have the power, they like to try to flip things. And then that's when the real person comes out. It's like, yeah, there was a thing in like relationships where it's like once like a male or female f- thinks they have their partner on lockdown, if it be marriage, if it be dating for six weeks or whatever it is, the real or me even living together that's when the real person comes out mm. because they feel like they have them on lock and that's that's like some of the stuff that happened that we're going to be talking about here soon but i mean as like i said as a straight white male like i have to ver i really have to watch what i say because i don't want anything to ever come out wrong because i do i like i said i believe in equality i want everyone to be happy as long as you're not hurting anyone or doing anything i'm cool with that but also it's like one of those things where i want the same type of respect um and uh, coming back to me as well too and it's like it's right. kind of one of those things where you're hindered just because you are a straight white male but for the for for them to say that it's voice chat like uh, like i don't know what she's listened to or where she's getting her voice chat from i even me being a straight white male i don't even get voice chat like why would i ever get a voice chat? like i'd do discord when i know people but i won't like ever hop into a random disc or a chat and just start talking to people but from what i've heard from like lobbies like call of duty um or any other lobbies that i'll I'll mess around with when i play off broadcast it there's a wide range a wide wide range of people like some people like don't even sound like straight white males they sound like you know they sound like they have like accents or different thing and it's like how are you gonna know that it's just straight white males that are doing this it's almost like um it's almost like a targeting like something happened uh to her that she's just super upset with people that are straight white males that's, that's 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 a good one. I think we should kind of tackle that for a second because Mac in chat says, "Why is the LGBTQ plus community hate cis white men so much?" Um, well, I, I'm not as one person allowed to speak on behalf of the entire community, but I will <laughs> uh, and say I I don't think good members of the LGBT plus community do that. So you can hate me for these views, but um, I I I. I it feels very vindictive to go after straight white men, for example. Like, that's, to me, a very buzzwordy thing these days that uh, certain members of that community are really hung up on. Now, for for some people, I want to, I, I don't want to make this, this podcast could be, but I don't want to make it into an entire, like, dissecting of the gay community and all that. I'm just calling it that for shorthand. But, like... There is a lot of people in the community, whatever they identify as in any of the letters there, uh, that have been more than likely bullied aggressively by your typical non-identifying people. I mean, let's let's face it. When kids are young and in school, there's a lot of bullying. I got by without any, if any. Like, I don't think I really got bullied once, luckily, but I wasn't really out and about with it. And um, I will say, I think that some people take that as uh, that 
it's e- I think it's easy when you're in minority group to look at anyone that has oppressed you as automatically the bad guy. Like myself, sorry to our Christian listeners out there, but because of where I grew up and because of how oppressive it was, and it was definitely used in the wrong way, it was wielded as a sword, not as a like love thy neighbor sort of thing. It was decapitate thy neighbor because they've done something that we don't think is Christian. You know, they, they manipulated it for their bad, and now I'm still, I have a hard time kind of just dealing with it because when I hear, oh, I'm Christian, I get the baggage that comes along with it. So in many ways, I, I can definitely understand. I myself never looked at it as like, oh, all straight people are the problem. I personally am in the opposite camp where I think that the only people that really have power and agency in it are the people that are not the minority group. I, I have this stranger view, not not so pop- popular, but I always think that the, the repressed or op- oppressed people can't get over that hurdle until the other people lift them up. It sounds weird. Some people don't like it because they think it takes their agency away, but it tends to be how the world actually shakes out. That like as soon as a, a big celebrity that's straight's like, oh, my best friend's gay or something like that's a lot of what started to change the gay marriage conversation. So to, again, get us closer back on track here. It's not that the whole LGBT plus community hates white straight people. I I do not at all, at least. Um, But I know why some of them are hurt. Now, if they're using that hurt as fuel for a future war, like I think Steph did, that's wrong because she's actually disenfranchising me, maybe even more than herself. So in that way... It puts that bad taste in someone's like Max mouth where she go or Max going, oh, wow. Do all LGBT plus people hate us as white folk or white straight folks? No, but someone definitely did just put a big target on our the LGBT community because they came out saying such a thing. So I would say at the very least, this inclusivity person, um, well, advisory council of safety did the least inclusive thing, remembering that inclusivity is holistic. You can't pick and choose. If you're saying you're inclusive and you really mean it, you don't get to say, I want Mac, I want Smarty in chat, and I don't want Nate because he's cis white and I don't care and he's got privileges that I don't. So screw him. But I've seen that. And a total different example was where I went to college, had a an ebony ball in air quotes, uh, and it was exclusive to people of color. Now, I'm not here to take away anyone's thing, but it, it, was, it put a lot of friction on students at our campus because we were not in an area that looked upon people of color well. For anyone that knows me from my stream, I grew up in really, well, kind of pretty close to where Nate's living now. Not the same state, but backwoods as hell. Um, and so for this college to be putting on this thing that put the black community in direct opposition, head-to-head with the white community, it leaves a bad taste in everyone's mouth because we're not inclusive, we're diversive, we're, 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 we're divisive, actually. I don't know what the word is there. We're, we're cutting a line into the sand. We can't hang with you. You can't hang with us. That is segregation in that case. And in the same exact way I tie it back to this, I know I'm making some logical leaps here, but bear with me, listeners. I think you can follow along. That... In the same situation, now we have an LGBT plus member uh, saying, well, I absolutely will not sit down with cis white men. They can't even come into voice chat with me. So you're not inclusive, you're exclusive. That's a problem for someone on the council because your heart's not in the right spot. You want to judge someone for being an asshole, do it, do it. Judge them by their actions. 
but you can't judge every cis white person by the actions of a lot of idiots in voice chat. Yeah, it's I like there, there was like a situation that happened with me where like when I was living in Phoenix, Arizona, my motorcycle was stolen. Like I bought a brand new motorcycle and two weeks later it was stolen and it was by two illegal immigrants uh, from Mexico. And I never once had ever held anger towards a peop, like certain people of a certain race because I think that certain people are bad and it doesn't matter what color, sex or anything you choose to choose to pick. It just happens to. It, you know, you're always going to have those bad people. You're going to have those bad eggs, but you can you can never go out there and just like do that. And then or just like target just the whole race or whole whole like like identification group. And it's a terrible thing. And I, I wholeheartedly believe what you said about the difference between the ebony ball and like a normal ball. Like, I feel like if we're going to get over these hurdles and try to do this, we should definitely group like have everything together and move forward in a way where we are we're not doing the exclusiveness we need to have it all inclusive type of thing so i agree with you kyle and, and chat seems to be on the same board of one saying uh check six hello how you doing is saying we all need to support each other's humans with everything going on in the world at the moment it's more important than ever to learn uh and look past the differences and embrace similarities and i i personally agree with that that's kind of my stream philosophy is is i don't expect you to be in my chat as a gay person. I don't expect you to be in my chat as a straight person. I honestly don't care. It really means very little. Like I want to get to know you, but I don't really care about your partners or your skin color. I, I, I just want to know what you want to do in game tonight. Like that's literally it. Are you here to have fun in my Twitch chat? Or are you here to be a dick? If you're the latter, move on. There's a lot of other streamers. Um, it was interesting. And I want to bring this up because again, back keeping with this topic, the next clips that are very interesting to watch from Steph are her ranting about um, sp uh, ranting. She gets up and sings and dances in front of a green screen saying, and this is a quote like this. It's not exactly this, but my words are not far off. Um, so almost verbatim air quote, you can't get rid of me. Twitch endorses me and fake air quote. Um, I think we've all seen people. I've been in cases where I've been attacked by trolls and they do ruffle your feathers. I mean, come on, huge YouTubers, huge streamers, like everyone's had like that moment where a troll finally gets under their skin and hits at the exact wrong moment and they say something they regret on stream. And and a lot of the time I would say, you know, nothing I've said on stream has been bad, but I don't even like to bully trolls in reverse that much. Uh, I'm moving towards this motto of like, just saying, ah, 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 no racism, ban. Like, uh, gets the point across, it doesn't, there's no bloodshed. Getting up there and saying something like that, I, I'm assuming it looked like her chat was attacking her at the time, but saying, you can't get rid of me, Twitch endorses me, and having such a title, you know, being on this council, is a very disturbing abuse of power already. And I doubt her powers even clicked in yet. Like, I doubt she has full authorization to even go forward. Have they had a council meeting and she's out there doing this already? I I, I don't know. But man, that scares me, that sort of powery, like, tripping nature there. It's, yeah, I mean, it's terrified me for a long time. I mean, that, like, if you'd go back all the time, like, it, it's just terrifying, like, to have that mentality already because that's when it goes back to it's vindictive it's one of those things where it's like it, i mean like especially if if any of our I mean, most of our listeners are from america and stuff but 
we with everything that's going on with us now we have someone in power that's like that and we see where it's going and all these directions and everything else and it's just one of those things where it's not good to have something like that where now it's like then i feel bad because i think someone asked co carnage about it mm-hmm. and co carnage he just like looks he looks so like disappointed and sad because he believed this was going to be the best thing for twitch they're going to have transparency they're going to get they're going to represent the thing and we're going to move forward everything was going to be perfect and he looks so sad about everything like and it it, it was it, it, i could feel it like i could feel it when he talked about it so it's just it's a rough man when you have stuff like that happen it really is and maybe that's part of his takeaway too is again I, for as angry as I am, I don't want to get on here and just extremely bash ferociously Steph. I don't think this is the place for that. Uh, And I don't really want to be that person at the end of the day, no matter what. But I think the important takeaway is... This is so, well, it sounds so cynical in my head, but a lot of people are kind of sneaky like this. I think you kind of hinted at that earlier that you don't really get to know a person's true self until, you know, especially there's a there's a Star Trek quote. I don't know if it started with Star Trek, but absolute power corrupts absolutely. And it is interesting. Like, I don't know if ferociously Steph had this mentality before having power. I don't know if it came out when she had power. I want to believe in what you're saying nate that twitch did not know a lot about who she was going to become and i really do believe what you're saying with co-carnage there that like he probably was looking at this like this is going to be amazing i'm so proud to be part of this and twitch is now probably facing a political issue here so charged uh that the council may not be viable anymore already like i don't know I'm looking at it again in like a PR political kind of clout sense. Like, can this council produce quality work or has it been so besmirched that it is already a ship that is way on fire and sinking and there's just let it sink to the bottom of the sea? If that's the case, which I understand if they would make that move, that is a sad loss for all of us that is primarily pinnable on almost one person's back. Um, I hope that's not the case. But, I mean, you and I play a game right now that launched to terrible applause, uh, terrible boos, and and it now has made such great leaps. And I was just playing Fallout 76, and I think they've turned that game around. So is it possible to steer something that's in this gaming space, in this Twitch space, is it possible to steer it into the light? Yes. But does it ever fully lose the blemishes and the damage it got from the thing? Well, no, because people still ask if ESO is a dead game. And why do you do this dog poop game for Twitch or for YouTube moderation's sake? Uh, you know, we, we get those, those questions. And that's six years later after that game's launch. I'm using games as a comparison because they live in the same exact space. I don't know, man. Can this council be trusted even if she's terminated yesterday? I I believe I think what the thing is, is I think they I don't know how large her viewership is for ferocious yeah. stuff or how many follows she has or anything like that. But I never heard of her before. Like I have uh, co-carnage. So I'm going to uh, say that she is a probably smaller, um, smaller broadcaster. Twenty one point three K followers. Sorry, interjection. 
Oh no, twenty one point three k, and then so yeah, I mean, I'd have to take a little, a uh, little bit in depth look, which mm-hmm. I'm actually doing real, real quick right here. <laughs> but to say what I think is going to be, ha- what I think is happening, and I know twenty thousand follows this sounds like an amazing uh, feat that um, happens and stuff like that. But she was literally at a seventy two average for the last year and a half mm. or two years. Mm-mm-mm. So she she was a large broadcaster, and then well, a larger broadcaster, but she's never had a peak over. 200 viewers okay. so i think what it is is she went from being a smaller broadcaster and you, you got to think about think of it in roman times right like you're a small <laughs> street uh street peasant type person yeah. doing your things so you're political but you're in like the middle of nowhere and then they bring you to the capital like game of thrones style yeah. and they take you to the capital and you're like well now you're coming from the north down to the capital and we're going to put this pin on you and you're going to be in charge of all this stuff and you're literally having what happened with ed stark or uh, ned stark in um game of thrones you throw him into the situation where you're throwing him into a pit with, well, when I say him, I mean, what's his name, but hmm. not Steph. But yeah, so you're throwing Steph into this pit where now she is in this light where she went from having 21,000 people that knew about her to now having 4.75 million, which is how many people are on Twitch that knew who know who she is now because she's now in that spotlight. I don't think she understood. I think she still thinks she was streaming to... 63 people every day and she didn't realize that now she is such in the spotlight that and that's what i think happens with a lot of uh famous people as well too it's like they go from being these small little people to like being in the spotlight everything microscoped and zoned in on them and it broke them down which is what happened with so many famous people kanye west had some issues with it and post malone has like a lot of depression and stuff that's going on with him now because he went from being you know, kind of unknown to blowing up and, you know, all these other things. So there's a I think that's exactly what actually happened with her going from getting onto this thing. And I think the reason why she got shoe end to it was because her partner is a Twitch ambassador. And that's how she kind of got straight through to the top. And I, I think I think it was just a poor choice. I think that Twitch wanted to find someone that's at about a 75 to 100 average viewership sure. to represent the the smaller broadcasters. And I say small, even though it's like it, it's large and it's a good feat to accomplish. But it, in the grand scheme of things, it is a pretty small compared to Co Carnage. Yes, yes, Co's yeah, representing the big, like, and she's representing the more yeah. So I just don't think she was ready for her life to be put on a on a slide and slid under a microscope and be picked around. And I, I don't think a lot of us are. It's just like when you get that first raid for over a thousand people and you're like, oh, and you kind of get nervous and stuff until you get used to having those thousands of people every broadcast is when you like kind of like realize how to deal with it. And I think that's what really happened. Like this is me literally defending her in these things. But it's one of those yeah. things where you either sink or float. There's no in between and you have one shot to get it right. And that's how the media it. That's how media we are media, believe it right. or not how media works is you have one shot you can either handle the pressure or not handle the pressure if you break than that and i think twitch i really do think twitch needs to look at it but twitch is going to be in the position where it's like damn if they do damn if they don't but i do think that if someone's out there and they're saying these types of things and already seems like an abuse of power and like they're going to go look through it and try to do this but i do think potentially they may have to let her go and potentially find someone within like the 300 to 500 range that can handle a little bit more pressure than this I think you're very right. I'm left with many questions that I don't expect answers to. Um, again, I'd like to think Twitch did well here, but having an ambassador and a, a safety advisor council under the same roof, 
How many people out there in our audience have many of their family members on Twitch's staff? No one's raised their hand yet. Okay. Um, your whole family? That's right. Your whole entire, even your newborn is, okay. Uh, they, they partner families. I see. No. No. It, it's very strange to have so many, like to have both of them under the roof. Like you said earlier, kind of a shoehorned in, maybe like a, not nepotism, but some synonymy kind of word like that, where I think there was some favoritism at play, like, which is bad because I, it, I mean, that means the whole council potentially in its very iteration, its very root, was set up maybe for less than good means. Like, for example, uh, to, uh, to go uh, to expound upon that, if the council was rooted in just picking favorites and playing favorites, is that really a good start to a council that's supposed to look at safety and be transparent? Because that's some shady, shady behavior. And if someone... If that's not why she got it and someone saw her having this kind of behavior in chat and thought that she was the perfect representative for that when she was already kind of having these these rants and stuff like that, I'm not sure that was a wise decision either. And kind of something you just touched on, you know, damn if they do, damn if they don't. If, yeah, if they terminate her from this board, as council, I should say, she it, it may appear to that Twitch is being anti-transgender sort of thing going on. Which, in truth, to me, is not that at all. Like, from the LGBT plus community, I personally, Kyle, am giving my endorsement that she should probably not be there. Because, well, I mean, not beat around the bush. If she's going to share the values that it's okay to make fun of dyslexic people, that we should make these outrageous claims that are targeting one specific group of people, she does not belong in a diversity council. A safety council, whatever you want to call it. It's... It's not the right person for the job. We are not all perfect for all jobs. However, you may elect me as your new president for life if you're interested. So, you know, I'm stepping up to the plate for there. But anyway, aside from my political platform, uh, it just seems really screwy that they would put someone on there that was so questionable. And I fear she may have really tarnished this. I hope she uses this time to better reflect on the situation and realize that not all cis white men are the enemy and she should actually be spending all of her time making friends with that community instead because people really like what, what's the saying catch more flies with honey than vinegar what i, what, I think that's how it goes yeah, something like that. I, I, I always mess it up <laughs> me too i'm terrible with all of these i just make them up on the go but the, it's serious though like if i say hey nate i love your content um, I, I'd really love to game with you someday. Why don't we go play this game together? I'm sure you're a lot more likely to come and play that game with me instead of me coming into Nate's stream and going, Nate, I hate what you're doing. This is a terrible game. Not going to grow. You need to come play this other game with me. See, what I do is I try to put my, I, like, because I am a straight white male. And, uh -huh. like, I like I can kind of try to understand what a lot of people have to go through. But I have no clue because I've never been in that situation. And that's where it's like I'm very open to like, like that's why like I like I'm actually atheist. So I don't believe in anything, and I have a lot of people that are in my chat that are like, oh, like that are religious. And we we actually just had a conversation today about it. It's like people are from all around the world. People don't believe in the same religion. Like we had Muslim, we had literally a Christian, uh -huh. Muslim, Hindu, and all these other religions in there as well too. Different races, different everything, different backgrounds. The thing is, what I do is I try to be so welcoming, and I try to put myself in keep other people's shoes with understanding a little bit to the point where like I'm very accepting of things and it really helped it really helps like me because I never would like and that's the thing is like 
I put myself out there that like if someone's open to talk to me about it, they can talk to me at any point. But I'm never going to try to fish it out. That's the thing is like if someone wants to do it, I'm willing to listen to see mm-hmm. what you're going through in your life. They can help me better understand like what what you're doing through. Like when we had that Muslim person in our chat, it was for Saudi Arabia. And they're like, yeah, I just wish like more Americans didn't say like Muslims as it was like a country or region of the world and realize that we are individuals that have like our own religion and that I'm from Saudi Arabia, but people automatically group me with the evil ISIS type stuff. And it's like, I understand where they're coming with it. And I'm like, okay, yeah, this makes a lot of sense. But that's why like, I, like at least as like a straight white male, like, and like or on the opposite side, I try to get an understanding of everyone. And if you're free to, if you want to ask me about it or like you want to tell me about it, like I'm always there to listen because that's just who I am. Like I put forth yeah. the effort to try to have that diversity in that, my chat. That is that is absolutely key, I think. And and in truth, I suppose we all should be spending more of our time doing less ridiculing, e- even if situations like that. That's why I didn't want to sit here and just bully Steph the entire time because it's so easy. And, and please, after this, you're welcome to go watch your favorite YouTuber do it because there are some nasty videos out there. Actually, I'm surprised. People aren't pulling... They're they're not being too, too mean. You know, people... I've seen a lot of people... Now, whether... I can't speak to their personal beliefs, but a lot of them calling out, just like we did at the start. It's what gave me the inspiration. This isn't about someone being transgender or identifying as a deer those are the ones that the stupid trolls are going to pick on because that's easy fodder like i said mine is about why do we have someone that's clearly demonstrated bad judgment on this board that is all about trying to get better judgment you know i i i don't yeah i I don't think much much more needs to be said about that uh nate and i had some interesting spinoff questions though that might be maybe more appropriate for another week but uh yeah and i think we could have an entire conversation to something you were saying earlier about the amount of responsibility that is thrust on someone when they hit the public spotlight because that is something seen day in day out with nowadays primarily tiktokers you know that's the hot uh career making platform might be the way to say it people blow up overnight and goodness knows if they're even 18 at the time when they blow up so, you know, there's a lot of content to be had around what are you ready for that line, that spotlight? Like I share an opinion that if you're on a public platform, you should always be ready for it because you've entered a public arena. Like, look out. It's yeah, you really have. You entered the Thunderdome. Yeah, yeah. It's like you might not get thundered today, but your dome's going to get something tomorrow. I, I don't know. The point is you just got to be ready. So as much as that is a really good excuse to make on her behalf. And I do appreciate what that brings. This to me doesn't seem like someone that's naive to it. So I'm a little bit nervous. Twitch, good luck to you guys, because I know it sounds like you set out with something well-intentioned, but I'm really worried for the future of where this goes. However, I will say huge shout out to the communities, uh, like the people. You know, we, We've got so many people out in our listenership through YouTube, through the podcast that come by Nate and I stream and they they talk and they have these fantastic conversations. They've been building amazing communities out there with some people applying for partnership because of this stream. Good on you guys. Good job. I mean, I'm just very, it makes me very thankful that we have such level-headed and open groups out there. And I mean, I know we talked about Colin like a week ago or so, but I mean, he, he, you know, is killing it out there. And I, I was watching his stream the other day and his community is fantastic. Like he's built something to be really proud of out there. And, and I think that's probably what the listeners for our show 
are aiming for. I, I, I think, you know, we've talked and we've been very nice about troll communities and we've said, you know, that's not our speed, but we know they exist and blah, blah, blah. But I'm, again, really proud of the people out there that are actually laying the inroads for true acceptance and you know, that we're actually all a human race and we all should be doing better in every way to make everyone else feel happy. Like that's the, that's really what I think Twitch is good about is like introducing people to lifestyles they've never known and, and, and showing that there's real people there. So please don't be dragging out walls or anything like that just to get some clicks on clips. It just makes everyone look worse for the wear. So that's about all I have to say on that entire firestorm. (laughs) Thunderdome. Yeah, it was something else. Uh, it was, uh, yeah, I mean, I, the, the thing is, and this is going to be my little take on just mm-hmm. like, because you're stepping in the spotlight, and it is, when I streamed on the Bethesda channel, and I think I, I only had like 7,000 or 8,000 people mm-hmm. watching at that point in time, which is like, you know, I could have more. Like, you, it, you, like, and I, the, at that point, I had what, like 1,200 people on my channel, my personal channel, but when you, like, it, it's still, it's still different, it's still weird, so, because like, the thing is, is now you're open for like getting like picked on a lot more because now instead of you having like a thousand people watching, you have like seven thousand, eight thousand people watching you. So it is one of those things where you, it is hard like to get nervous and it's a lot they really get thrown in at that point in time. But um, you guys got it, man. It, it takes a little time, a little time to grow up. But it is one of those things where just be ready. Do you never know? Like, I mean, I was watching Twitch creator camp the other day. And they raided someone with 18,000 people Ooh. that had 45 views. And that person oh. was just like, <laughs> like, I was like, this person was not ready for it. Like, I think yeah. they've, like, they were not ready for it at all. So it is, um, it is a very unique, uh, a very unique thing. But, um, Sh- but speaking about that, we, are we done with this topic? I, I think so. I, I think the last reminder for people is just be careful what you put out there on the internet too. Like, uh, you know, the, the stuff that you put out there as a young content creator or not will stay around forever. Forever. I literally just watched a drama video about someone last night. Someone I, I was listening to as a YouTuber recently. And boy, I didn't know they had such radical views that, again, I think our communities would be scared of. And, and, and whether or not that content creator has actually moved on from those views. Whoo, they still get videos, flame videos that are legitimate. They are detailed and they are have a lot of money behind these flare videos. So be good. Um, and I guess just put good out in the world. And if you have anything terrible to say about somebody, it just shouldn't be out there. So, you know, all that good stuff. Continue. Move on. <laughs> I think uh, I think Dan's game or your friend Dan's game. Our friend Dan's our gaming friend Dan said um, something very awesome on Twitter. It was like, you don't ever have to bring down anyone yes. in order to get ahead in life just to believe in your own content and you'll make it happen. And it, it's very true. Like, I mean, once I stopped focusing about everyone else and worrying about everyone else, that's when like my, my views went back up. Cause I, I got a little, little, little funk there for like three months. I went from like, I'm like three months of like a hundred average. And then I dipped down to under 65 and now we're over like 200 every single month again. So it's one of those things where you really do got to focus on your own type of yes. content and what you yes. want to deliver and stuff like that to make it happen. I agree completely. And to wrap this week's up, I mean, do you want to talk about that? We, we were at 43-ish minutes, 46 minutes. Let's um, talk about the emotes. Yeah, let's get that in here. Yeah, um, so uh, I was scrolling through um, Twitter the other day, and I follow a guy named Cream, who's one of the Late Shift members, fantastic broadcaster, mm. been on the platform, has his own emote for global emotes and stuff. Mm. 
And he brought up a thing where people were talking about using or like you going into like someone's chat and saying like hi, and then you spam your own emote in the chat as it's like self-promoting. And they were talking about if they think it's right that you should go into someone's chat and put like hi and then use your emote this like like a hearty emote. Like you had the Louis Hart one, Kyle, mm-hmm, right? Mm-hmm, yeah. Is that like like if you go into someone's chat and say hi and put the Louis emote, would you do that? Is that like something you would do or is it something you wouldn't do? Uh, I'm very conscientious of this, actually. Now, that's not to say I never do it, but I do feel uh, I, I come from the old school that I, I guess I am self-conscious enough that when I was first starting out, that bothered me when people would do it because I didn't have emotes yet. So it was like, oh, Look at that person flashing their emotes at me like haha that's it just felt bad on that end of it. So now that I'm on the opposite end of it, I usually try not to unless I really that's, don't have a sub for their channel. Yeah, that's where I'm at too. Like if I if I go into someone's channel and I say hey, I don't want to use mine. I actually use global emotes or right. like I'll type in like yeah, hey yeah, guys yeah. or this. And the thing is, it's also that and I also try to like I never I actually never use my emotes in people's chats like when I go in and like um, they're talking about how like it could be on the lines of self-promotion or not Mm self-promotion. And there was like a whole bunch of drama around this topic. And um, which is very, which is, which I don't know. Like I know a few people that literally do that all the time. Hey. And then like, and then all of a sudden the people that watch them will spam that emote and chat. It's almost like, it's almost like a dog pissing on a tree for dominance. Like, Hey, I'm going to go into the chat and say hi with my emote and hope everyone does it. You know? And like I'm even conscious with like me and Nin- Ninja Six One Four, who's another ESO broadcaster, mm-hmm. I talked about it before. He's like, oh, he's like, yeah, I've seen you lurking, lurking in my chat, but you never say hey, or but you're always coming in. I appreciate you supporting. Why don't you ever say hey? I'm like, well, I don't like coming in, and then people spamming my emotes and chat. Like it's really weird for me when I say hey, but then I know people that legit will go into your chat and put hey, and then put their emote to try. Like it's it's a very weird and it's a very touchy thing, but um. I'm at a point where like I don't really care if people use emotes as long as it doesn't seem like they're doing it to try to show like, oh, hey, I'm checking to see how many people are in that are from my community in this channel right now right, uh, when right. I use this emote. <clears throat> and like, I think it might be something to do with me being on Twitch for over five years and like watching or six. Actually, I think I'm on like six years of actually being wow. on this platform, only like two or three, two and a half of, like actual streaming a year full time. But um. Yeah, like I, I like I think it's one of those things like the older you are and the longer you're in this type of thing, the more you're like reserved back and you're like, OK, with like people using it. But I just want to know what the thoughts of people were yeah. um, with emotes and stuff, just in case. And I want to fill up a little extra time no. we had here and get that drama out there. And that's but a- it was not as juicy as the other one. Well, it's a, it's, <laughs> it is a, it's a deep question, though, because I do remember this being tossed around even when I started back on Twitch, like first hearing a lot of this stuff. And and you're right. We know I know who you're talking about. And, and it is it is interesting. Like like you said, I think a great time to introduce. I say this. I, we talked about this forever ago in the podcast. I say to people, the best way to announce to another streamer that you are a streamer is to take your party of people and raid into them because you are announcing to them that you're a streamer in literally the nicest way possible by sharing your community with them. 
That's a cool way to do it. That's also a, can be a fun way to introduce your emotes too, because that you know raid calls, right? People do that. That that in itself, I, I want to just make a small differentiation. I think raid calls are fine. Raid calls are great. I could care less what you post in the raid call because you did a nice. It's super nice. You raided me, and you're putting your emotes, and everyone's spamming them, and having a good time. That is though very different than a more malicious approach where someone comes into your chat and is trying to solicit those people to spam their emotes as a kind of promotion wall and regardless of intention i think what the action does is it does effectively if the audience is receptive to it it does take the spotlight from the streamer that is streaming to now this person that has come into the chat and that i kind of see as a fundamental truth like that is what is happening it's not good or bad that is just what's going on there you can put your own you can be bad about it. You can be happy about it. It doesn't matter. But in a way, they are stealing your spotlight. Yeah, that's one of the biggest things is like um, the, exactly what you said. Like, I think the raid call emotes. And that's one thing is like people be, be, because I run that we help or help run this like this podcast. We mm -hmm, do mm -hmm. people come in and like they're they're dying. They're 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 waiting at the bit. They're like, come on. I want to want to tell them I'm a streamer. I want to tell them I'm a streamer. I want to tell them I'm a streamer. And like they'll whisper me and they're like all giddy and ready to tell me they're a streamer. Like I'm okay with like I'm okay yeah. with you talking about your broadcast. Like if I'm like or like if someone comes in like, hey, I watch your path partner. Usually as soon as I hear that, I'm like, hey, well, what do you stream? Well, tell me about your broadcast and who you are as a person. Um, and you know, try to get like conversation like that. But uh like the best way to let people know you are a broadcaster or a real broadcaster is to share your community with their community raid on in do not host hosts are like a slap in the face when i get a host i literally look at a host and i'm like okay cool like this guy doesn't get a shot like because it's almost like it's almost like in their head they think if i host then no, there's no way that person would click in and then go raid and follow and do the like it's almost like it's a very shady way of doing it like yeah. i raid into everyone doesn't matter what it is because one thing especially with my new time kyle mm -hmm. that 10 o'clock start time there's no one and there's like people on before but there's not really like mm. i have no one to raid into me everything is me Starting from square one yeah. and going all the way up to 200 viewers or 300 viewers, whatever it is. Like I am the the beginning and then I can drop my people off my raids wherever they need to go. So it's like one of those things. It's like, I mean, you, you got to be you got to be confident in your ability and your content to raid in the people. But it is kind of a little slap in the face. But you, we just I was talking to my mods about that because I was explaining to people why it's so rude to do the hosty host thing. Um, also, another great conversation for the future, uh, something that's been a huge uptick in our community. You and I talked about it very privately for a second. But man, is the ESO directory inundated with people embedding their views. Holy Twitch. We are on oh, a whole yeah. other precipice there. Um, but I noticed that people that do a lot of embedding don't they, they, they tend to do a lot of the hosting stuff because they don't want to, mm -hmm. I don't know, shift that that onto the player and move those eyeballs off. I don't know exactly, but it's a lot, like you said, it's a kind of a slap in the face. So rating, I think, is a great way to introduce communities. The, the question is, what what are you introducing? Why do you, why do you want to share it? Because you want the streamer to know? Do you, are you trying to steal the audience? Like, it really comes down to intention and how you handle yourself, right? Like, I love to get to know other streamers, but I've definitely been put off by people um, coming to my stream and like I again, I kind of come from a self-conscious angle of it when I started streaming. I was a lot more than I am now, I think. 
although I'm still very sensitive to people doing self-promo. That's not to say I don't like to meet new streamers, because last night we had people from the Path to Partner podcast in there asking all kinds of great questions, like, can I, can I ask you stuff? I'm like, absolutely. This is a place you could talk about your stream because we're having a good conversation. But I did get brought up in the in the really bad, brutal space of I've had many people in the past try to we've talked about before, buy um buy raids from me through like gifting subs and donating oh yeah had people uh in my chat say i'm gonna start streaming too you guys should go watch me like i've had a ton of that in the early days when i was struggling to get above 30 holy crap was that a big black eye um it was just very very rough and we got a question in chat saying how do you feel about people auto hosting you do you want to answer hostings, that? Yeah, oh, auto hosting is perfectly fine, especially with the new way that the Twitch page is set up, which mm-hmm. is live for most viewers right now, FYI. So um, even if you can't see it, some people it's live like I can't see it, but oh. other people can see your video still and everything that's live. Hmm. So if you haven't done it, like do it. But like on the bottom of the new page, it will literally show who's live and who's auto hosted and who I recommend and stuff yes. like that. Hosting hosting's perfectly fine. We're not talking about that. We're talking about like if you if you have a broadcast and you have like say you have 30 people watching your mm-hmm. channel, but no one like no one's talking in there. So you're like, okay, well, maybe if I if I host over with 30 people like that's the stuff for it but if you're just like on auto host yeah or you're just going in you're like oh well you're like kyle's live so slash host kyle dempster studio and i press enter and it's like oh well it just says gnarly nate's hosting the ta- channel now that's fine but we're talking about like if you have like 40 people in there or 60 people or whatever it is and hosting that way it's it literally is almost like it's kind of like a you we, we like as a broadcaster, especially a larger broadcaster. Broadcaster's been in the game a little bit. We know it's like you're trying not you're trying to like whatever viewers are in there. You're trying to hold on to them yes. and hope that tomorrow when you fire up that stream, you have 15 people instead of you know the 40 and only 10 people left. Like that's their whole thing is they want to keep on to these lurkers and they don't want to lose that viewership. And that's that's not a real good way of going about it. And like. Yeah, I mean, I, I honestly, um, I think yeah. they may do away with hosting here soon. I think they may just have normal host or the auto host list. I really don't know what they're going to do with it because yeah. the way the new page is laid out, I think they took the actual, this person's streaming, why this person's offline. I think they took that off. I think they may have. So also to clarify for people, so we are backtracking a bit here. Um, the reason we say actually using slash host so-and-so's name is is bad and i don't i maybe i want to clarify even the word bad here um it's poor etiquette these days to do slash host is because twitch has really pumped a lot into slash raid instead it skips past ads and it sends the viewers directly to that person's chat that means it comes across that any current streamer who is using slash host it feels like they're intentionally holding back, that they are, it feels like a fake attempt to buy good faith or something like that, you know? Hey, Nate, you can kind of have my people. And I wanted to add, I actually did a slash host not that long ago, like in the last couple months to feel it out because I was like, why do you, why do people do this? Like it was happening to me and I'm like, why, what's the thing? It even felt kind of bad. Like I knew I was doing it conscientiously as a test, but damn, it felt like I was really screwing that person over intentionally. Like I'm like, I, 
I don't know that everyone, I'm not saying that everyone slash host is doing it out of malice. I'm not saying that. But I'm saying now as we move into this different landscape that slash host now is not what it was a year and a half ago. It is a different ball game. And with it, streamers that are in the know know that that's not you really giving your community. That's like, hey guys, check out Nate for like an hour. But come on back to my stream. And a lot of people yeah. were confused, too, man. They, they didn't realize now that it's changed. Because you and I grew up when there wasn't a slash raid. Nowadays, those people were still talking in my chat. Because reminder, it doesn't move you out of my chat. If I slash host Nate, he doesn't actually get those viewers in his thing. It's weird how it works. It's a mix in the middle. But if they are typing in that same chat box, it is my stream. So I was watching like a creepy observer like hmm look at those people trying talking in my chat while I'm actually over here hanging out with this other streamer and it gave me an idea and I, I shouldn't paint it that everyone that does that is bad because that's not true but still it's little let's just say it's feeling old and outdated just yeah. flash raid want to hit one more question this week too yeah might as well sorry finish your thought you're going for something there oh no I mean it, it is one of those things it's almost like people do it like the people have done it to me lately are people that would never raid me ever and I've seen them raid before and I feel like it's like and like I have like maybe like 230 people in my chat and they're like hey Nate it's good to see you and I'm like I feel like like I'm like hey thanks for the thanks for the host man I appreciate you and I don't shout them out or anything because I, I know that pe what people's intentions are, so yeah. I, I'm very skeptical about it. But yeah, Cler we're just right, people. Clerical um, Apathy threw in a great one, too. He says, if you're passive slash offline slash viewing another streamer. So if I'm in Nate's chat and it's not my time in the day at all, I didn't just get done raiding. I just woke up not even wearing pants, man. I'm in your stream and I do slash host. That's kind of a nice thing. I, I you know, I, I try and call those out as I see them, but I usually see a couple of little chat lines fly by with that stuff on occasion. And I, and I just don't think about it because nowadays it doesn't even pop up in money. The alerts when you get a host like that. Um, but yeah, what, what also Clerical adds is if you're actively streaming, just concluding your stream, rate it in. That's a better way to do it. Moving mm -hmm. on, and also touching on what this podcast is about, which is surprisingly not Twitch drama. Uh, we got I got to meet Quinning Plays here on Twitch a couple days ago. Very fun person to hang out with. They messaged us saying, I plan on starting streaming very soon. I know no... Oh, the, come on, Quinning. You gave yourself more than that. They say, I know no one will be watching unless I get lucky when I start. I've never spoken on camera, but I feel that I shouldn't be a problem. However, what should I talk about when there isn't anybody around to listen? Should I commentate on the game? Have random speaking points to get used to speaking? So first of all, I will say... It is all, it, I, I always think it's kind of good to expect, to set your expectations low when you start streaming. That way you're not, like, you know, getting hit too rough when no one does show up or anything like that. That is totally normal when you're starting out streaming. You were building a house. You're at that moment building the foundation. No one's moving into a foundation. People, you know, it takes a little time to get the rest of it going and moving in and all that. So, you know, keep your head up on that one. It does take some time. But... There's a really amazing question about the camera here, which I like. Nate, do you have any initial thoughts on this? What do you think? Yeah, I mean, the huge thing is just the, the open-ended questions, figuring out. I mean, literally sometimes yeah. this, I was going to say, I don't want, please, I hope no one that watches my channels and your, your YouTube right now or something. <laughs> sometimes I, like today, we were talking about the universe and life and everything. And I went like 20 minutes without realizing I read chat 20, 25 minutes, maybe 30 minutes. Solid. So I realized my girlfriend came in the chat and I flew past it. And I was talking about universe and life and I was just rambling on. And like, 
that's the thing is once you get to a point, you can start rambling and just talking about random stuff, open into questions so people can um, try to chime in and do it like like it, it's it is a technique. Like what I'll do is I'll go through my VODs and if I have any point that I'm not talking and I'm not talking about talking at 100 miles per hour, I'm just talking about just filling it up, talking normal, trying to do whatever. So I do that. So usually I'll start commentating the game. And then I'll start like talking about something or other, like make it seem like the, because the thing is when a new viewer comes in, they don't know that there was no one talking for the last 30 minutes. Right. So they'll come in and they think that you were talking to someone or having a conversation about something and they'll chime in and then you can start having a conversation with them, but it, it takes time for it to grow. But that's what I did originally at first. And then, I remember my first stream was Assassin's Creed when I came back, Assassin's Creed Origin, and I was just talking, and I was like, I was like, oh my god, the lions yeah. coming, the lions coming, just like about nothing at all, and it like out of nowhere, I went from zero views to seven average viewership in that month because I was just like talking to myself, and then one person would come in and chat, and like I'd have a little couple conversation, but I'd go back to that so it looked like maybe I was having fun or talking to other people and stuff, and like tried to grow it that way. Yeah, and I'll, um, I'll I can I'll go from a, a weirdly opposite standpoint, which is because uh, I stream where I stream the time of day where a lot of time zones are going to bed, right? Like, because I, I do later night streams, and I kind of use this uh, as whenever my chat gets quiet during one of those lulls, I actually use that as my abort button to be like, "You need to go to bed, Kyle. You have been live," and I will look over and it'll be like ten hours, and I'm like. Okay, quiet chat means I should actually get my butt up out of this chair and stop having fun and like like go to bed. So I will say when you're starting out, I think be conscious of your mental fatigue because it is something you're training yourself to do. So like I said, whenever my chat gets quiet these days with where I stand with streaming, I always take it as a, as a moment of like, okay, now I need to rest. You're like... You're at, you're done for the night. Everyone's sleeping. Now it's time for you to go. So be conscientious of your own limitations at first starting out. You know, it is something, it is a muscle you're training, basically. You're getting used to this whole process. So I always think the other thing is, sometimes I have this habit, not, not much recently, I don't think, but I used to stream really late, long, long times. And when you're trying to fill all of that up forever, um, that can be, like I said, very mentally fatiguing. And I find that if you're really mentally fatigued, it's time to go to bed because again other people have more fun when you're recharged again so i know that's maybe a little bit later on in the thing i think between the two of us we gave some really solid upfront advice and what happens when you get used to it advice just things to be wary of you know so that you're always because you always i guess the moral stories you want to be on your a game when you're on twitch you yeah, know i mean i do seven hours a day i, I used to do eight hours now i do seven hours a day because of mental fatigue I, I, yeah, I feel you. I, I've been doing like a, uh, I, I, again, it ties directly into this question. I've been doing a thing where I will go as long as I'm having a really exciting time. But often my signal to go to bed is I'm really hungry or go to bed means log off a stream. I'm really hungry and I need to make food or chat's getting quiet now and I don't really have anything else to say because I've been rambling for <laughs> nine and a half hours already. Like use those signposts to your strength when you get into that place. You know, like Nate said, I like that idea. Some days I go, you know what? 
I'm not super jazzed right now. Maybe chat's a little quiet. I'm going to take an easy night. I'm going to go watch some Netflix because that is a good way to take care of yourself and it gives you more content to talk about. So be good to yourselves, folks. Anything else, Nate? We're at over an hour like we predicted. Yep, I figured that's what it was. No, I'm good. Um, I believe in you guys. I really do. Uh, be kind to each and every single person that comes in. Try to be nice. Try to just, just. I don't even know. There's just so much that was in this that is uh, very so like much. a lot to take in. But so I believe much. in you guys. You got this. Yeah, and serious thank you to those that come by. You know, Quinning, good to meet you. Like you guys are amazing. I had someone last night, and I apologize because right off the top of my head, I can't remember their name. But we had someone in there last night um, asking great questions, and it, it's just fantastic. So, so don't be shy. Uh, you know, honestly, another great way. I think this is another thing. Let's just give them the secret, Nate. If you are listening to this podcast and you're coming to our streams and you're like, well, how do I tell them that I'm a streamer too? You truly don't need to say much more than, uh, hey, I love your podcast. Because that's what I get a lot is, hey, I love your podcast. I go, which one? The Path to Partner one? Heck yeah, man. I'm listening to it. I'm learning a lot. I'm implementing. And I'm like, ah, you're a streamer, man. How you doing? What are you streaming? It's that sort of thing. So just a, a sneaky trick into Nate and I's hearts and in our chat, like, Again, it, it's it, that's actually a good role to practice too. You know, if you're trying to make real connections on Twitch, it's you know you got to have some real foundation to make it on. You got to be there, hanging out, having fun, doing that kind of stuff. So come on and say hi. We love it. We love it. We love answering people's questions. And honestly, this is a. Uh, one heck of a podcast. So thank you all for sending us these questions. Thank you. Twitch for being laden with drama. So Nate and I always have something to talk about every. We found yeah, out I, it's like a two-week thing now, right? Like it's wholeheartedly. Like it'll be it'll, like it'll be mellow this next week and nothing <laughs> will happen. And then two weeks later, we're gonna get a, a whole uh, shitstorm of it. It's gonna be great. So um yeah. That's amazing. Also, shout out to Snorlax is in chat. I said it's been helping my confidence while I started out streaming. Heck yeah. So glad to hear it. Mateo says I started streaming more often than I do uh, than I'm doing longer streams per your advice. Heck yeah, man. Be good to yourselves, everyone. Nate, where, why don't you tell the folks where they can find you over this next week here? Perfect. Every single day besides Saturday, but you'll probably will find me on seven days a week from here on for the next like, two months um, at Ooh, gnarly wow. underscore Nate uh, Twitch TV uh, slash gnarly underscore Nate. And you can find me on Instagram, Twitter, gnarly underscore Nate TTV. Um, yeah, I hope to see you. Come in say hi. Uh, Hopefully, I'll have that purple check mark here within the next podcast or so. So we'll see. Hopefully, uh, mm-hmm. to celebrate. Uh, and yes, myself over the next uh, couple of weeks here, it's going to be absolute mad. Nate and I are going to be burning the midnight oil on this one. So uh, I am live Monday, Tuesday, Thursday, Friday, and Saturday. So every day except Wednesday and Sunday. Uh, actually, we're throwing in a Sunday stream coming up soon here. We're doing like a Patreon thing if anyone's interested in getting involved. It's going to be live on Twitch for everyone. We're not doing any sort of that boring exclusivity, but I'm letting patrons choose the game that we play on this upcoming Sunday. So that will be very, very fun. I look forward to that. But all people are welcome to join. And it's going to be a little weird Sunday night thing. But it's going to be crazy. I've been starting at 2 p.m. Eastern time. And like I said, Tuesday, if you want to see some crazy stuff, we got homepage on Twitch. Tuesday the 26th at 1 to 2 p.m. Pacific time. So come on by. 
if you want to talk about the Bath the Parker podcast, come before or after because that is just going to be <laughs> yeah. Graymore, 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 Graymore. What should last I play? Last year was I. I literally said hi to you last year, and it was like oh, my call oh. was out in like a second. I was like, wow, this is really popping right now. <laughs> yeah, so please don't be offended if Nate and I happen to miss it. We're just warning you now that week the directory is just going to be jam packed full of people. It'll be great. We're not ignoring you, especially if you ask us a question about podcasting and stuff while. I'm already explaining how a class system works in that game. Holy man. So apologies in advance. We're not ignoring anyone out there. We love you guys. Thank you for tuning in every other week as we put out these episodes. It has been fantastic. All of our links are in the show notes below. Or, well, I guess in the description below on YouTube and the show notes on your podcast player. So dive into those. Take a look. Uh, join both of us on Twitter. Join us. Uh, oh, the Discord thing has been growing slowly. I admit I haven't been in there like poking and prodding, but we've got some amazing folks signing up in the discord there discord.gg forward slash kds um we've got some podcasters that have come through we got all kinds of cool stuff i admit i haven't done anything major in there maybe we need to upcoming soon but i even i actually started creating an art uh commission style channel in there so people could post but i haven't done too much so if we have any artists out there listening or friends of artists they are welcome to go and they're welcome to post their art their prices like what they want to do i do kind of want to make that into a mini hub for people that are looking to do this sort of stuff and just looking to meet others in the field finding an artist for your emotes can be a a challenging thing when you're just getting started out and don't know who's who and all that jazz so Come on by, you guys. We'll love to see you. That's going to be it for this week, folks. We will be back not next, but what's the date, Nate? Who knows? It oh, is the third. Crack. Third. Oh, yeah, the third. Third, third of third. June. Wow. Man, I, man, we are already halfway I through this year. can't believe it. It just got warm, man. Oh, I just I got my high. taxes done for the last year. <laughs> Oh, I know. I, well, yeah. When is it? July is when they're due or something like yeah, that? Yeah, now they June? pushed it back. I think it's Ju- I think it's July. But like, I just got oh, them done man. like a month ago, and I'm like, oh my god, my taxes are almost due again. So yeah, uh, I was about to turn Twitch. mine in, and I didn't. So I'm hope what I'm hoping is like, oh, you know what? Let's just forget about taxes this year for people that actually owe the government money. I like, was please. wondering that. I I thought the same thing, but then I was like, I don't want to get dinged on some like the government, the federal has moved, but state hasn't. So I just didn't want to get screwed on anything like that. Like one of those crossovers. I don't know if they exist or not, but like those are two separate offices. So I have no, I just was like, whatever tax guy, here it is. So that could be another interesting episode too. I know we've talked taxes, but when that season comes around, I chat with my tax guy about how I did them via Google documents and stuff like that. And he really liked it. So every tax person's different, but we could talk about kind of how to do that best and whatever else there. So anyway, lots to discuss in the future. If you guys have ideas, paththepartner at gmail.com. Send us your thoughts. We will love to hear them. Everyone out there, thank you for listening, and we'll see you in two weeks. Bye-bye.